0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Outer Banks Health, the official podcast series of the Outer Banks Hospital and Medical Group. Each month, we will be featuring guests who will discuss not only health-related topics, but community topics as well. We are your host
1: Denise Schnabel. And I'm Wendy Kelly. Hey, Denise. We have two members of our amazing Cancer Services Dream Team here Dream today. Team. Dream Team! On one end of our amazing podcast studio table is the distinguished Dr. Charles Trey Shelton, He's our radiation oncologist here at the Outer Banks Hospital. He's been a member of that team since 2013. He's a native of Eastern North Carolina and is passionate about rural healthcare in Eastern North Carolina. At the end of our table is our leader of Cancer Services. She's been on the beach since 1995. Wow, Bev. And a member of the Outer Banks Hospital Cancer Services team since 2012. She is Beverly
2: Jones. Welcome,
1: guys. Welcome, welcome. Thank Dream you. Team.
2: Thank you for having us.
1: And we're thrilled to have you guys here today because we're going to talk about a really important topic, lung cancer screening. But first, let's talk about a recent accomplishment that the cancer services team had. We have world class services. Dr. Shelton, why don't you tell us about that certification we just got.
3: So We have been certified as a cancer-accredited program, as a small community hospital of the size that we are, which is called Critical Access, and we are actually one of only eight critical access hospitals in the country, in the nation, that are cancer-accredited. And most recently, we even carried that to the next level and became a breast care-accredited program as well, and we're the only critical hospital in the nation that does, that has those services as,
1: as part of accreditation really phenomenal. That's amazing. That we were able to achieve that.
0: And what were there specific activities that we had to engage in Bev in order to get that accreditation?
2: So our process of course started over a year ago with lots of crossing the T's and dotting the I's with quality projects and our genetics program and instituting integrative medicine in our wellness center for risk reduction for our patients who already have breast cancer and need to be able to have an opportunity to change their outcomes for a recurrence in the future and a lot of other different Aspects of the program that took us a long time to make sure we had all those pieces in place. And then on August 1st, we went through a virtual survey with a, another provider who oversees, or I don't know if you say it oversees, but she is employed by the NAPBC to do those surveys. And thankfully, after a, what felt like a grueling day, we were told that we would be fully accredited in, for the
1: NAPBC. That's As a, a great center.
0: great accomplishment.
1: And what it tells the community is that they can trust us with breast cancer care here locally exactly. in a, you know, thirty five forty thousand 40,000 population. That's just incredible that they don't have to travel to get that care.
0: Okay, so lung cancer screening. Why is it important to check in on your lungs to make sure there is nothing abnormal going on?
3: so i'm going to contrast the two different things that we see in our community so that we just talked about our breast accreditation breast is an example where we do really well we currently screen probably eighty percent of women in the population who are appropriate for screening in contrast to that we've studied our lung cancer population for many years in the outer banks and we see almost the opposite So what we see with lung cancer is the majority of patients come in with late stage cancer, which means it's almost so far gone that it's hard to offer the same strategies for treatment. And we think that a lot of that has to do with the fact that we don't have enough awareness about screening within our community and within our population.
1: And so we screen with low dose CT scans. So
3: the screening, we kind of think of it like a mammogram for the lungs. In fact, we call it a lungogram.
0: Lungogram.
3: And the lungogram really is a way of, every year, looking at your lungs internally to see if there's anything that is abnormal. You have to meet criteria for screening, so it is considered appropriate only for people that have smoked, for example, in the past a certain amount of smoking, or people that are former smokers who meet also certain criteria.
1: So if you were a smoker or are a smoker, you should check in with your lungs and the way to do it is with the low dose CT scans. We offer them here. Can you tell us, Bev, what the qualifications are for that?
2: Yes. You have to be between the age of 50 and 77. You would normally, of course, be asymptomatic, meaning you don't have any symptoms of possible lung cancer, such as a cough and congestion and that sort of thing. Tobacco smoking history of at least one pack a day, and then be a current smoker or be someone who's quit within the last 15 years. And then, of course, you need an order from your primary care doctor to get that lung LODO CT.
0: So, you were talking about how, you know, with mammograms, it's very popular. Like, that's a thing. We do it. Women do it. Men can do it too. Why do you think people are more hesitant to get a lung screen? As opposed to a breast screen
3: you know I think a lot of it is uh, there's a little bit of a stigma associated with lung cancer so I think that doesn't help I think a lot of it is just that this is a new thing right so mammograms have been around for you know ever since we can remember for Mm -hmm. 40 years Mm -hmm. or longer lung screening has only been really promoted and shown to have a benefit over about the last gosh, eight years or so. So in 2014, the U.S. government basically came out with a recommendation after years of studying this that showed that if you screen the appropriate population, you save lives. So since 2014, we have promoted screening, but it just really hasn't taken off. We haven't educated people enough, I think, in the communities. We haven't educated our providers enough Mm -hmm. to know that this is available at our hospital. And I think if we can do that, I think we'll see those numbers flip.
0: So you mentioned the qualifications, Bev. How does one get signed up for the low-dose
2: CT scan? So, of course, you can talk to your primary care provider. If you have seen our billboard in Curry Tech, across (laughs) the uh, bridge, um, you can go to the Outer Banks Hospital website and look for that connection there. There is a phone number. It will lead you to a phone number to call. We do have one of our cancer services employees who answers that call and goes through the screening process with you to make sure that you qualify. So if you already have a primary care, we will refer you to your primary care or talk to your primary care about doing that. And if you don't, we have another way that we can get around getting that order for you to allow you to be screened appropriately and correctly.
0: And we'll say it later, but it's tagobh.com forward slash love your lungs
1: Love your lungs Love Hashtag your, love your Hashtag. lungs so there are some ways that we can strengthen our lungs stay active stay up to date on immunizations and most important to not start smoking or quit smoking dr. Shelton can you can tell us a little bit about a tobacco cessation program here
3: sure so we are very proactive about this idea of lifestyle and how do you improve your lifestyle to lower your risks for certain things like like cancer and like lung cancer And so we offer a formal program for counseling and for smoking cessation through our wellness center. We also offer that as a component of the screening process. So one of the requirements is then when you get a low-dose CT as a screening tool, you should also be counseled at that time about the risks of smoking. And we should offer you ways to try to stop that. What I will also tell you is that looking at our population, we have a high incidence of smoking in our population, more so than what we would expect. Some of that comes from, I think, our state history that of course is tied Mm -hmm. to tobacco. But within Eastern North Carolina, we do see a higher percentage of smokers where this really makes sense to offer.
0: Good, so anything else we should know about lung cancer screening, cancer services, anything you wanna share?
3: I'd like to say the screening works. You know, We started doing this back in 2014 and the first four patients that we screened, we had one of the screens came back as abnormal and that prompted further workup and it turned out to be an early stage one lung cancer which I can't say I've seen since I had been here at the time and that lady was operated on in Greenville and had a successful surgery and is still alive today and is cancer free and so what we discovered is over the years we have a high risk population where this really makes sense to offer and by doing this what we have found is that we have about a five times higher rate of cancer per population than other areas do in North Carolina and in other areas of the country. And to me, that says that we have a population that we haven't really adequately notified about Mm -hmm. their risk, and we need to do a better job of screening.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. So when October issue of the health coach is all about this, if you need a reminder, the URL that Denise mentioned the obh.com forward slash love your lungs. And then of course, you can always call cancer services. What's that phone number?
2: Our main number to our medical oncology office is 252-449-7272. And whoever, of course, answers the phone at that moment can make sure that you are given to the appropriate person to have a conversation. Terrific.
0: All right, well, one last thing. We would be remiss if we didn't bring it up. The Outer Banks Hospital recently broke ground on a brand new cancer center. I'm sure both of you are thrilled to have this state-of-the-art facility in our community. Tell us about the new building and what are you gonna put in it? And what's the timeline?
2: Do you want me to start with that <laughs> one? <laughs> okay. Okay. So currently uh the Radiation Therapy Center opened in twenty nineteen on the area between what was the urgent care there in head and Fagata's, a Mexican restaurant. And the addition to that and the second phase of that is to incorporate our medical oncology and our infusion suite along with our cancer resource group, our oncology social worker navigator, all of those people all in one building connected together and not being in separate places so that it offers the patient the ability to go to one place and have all their care taken care of.
1: And what about that amazing education suite that's gonna be Mm -hmm. in there, plans for that? Yes, what are the plans for that?
2: The plans for that are, we have, of course, it'll be more like a conference room along with an area for the lay navigator will be in that stationed in that area. So um, we'll hopefully be able to, maybe we could restart our lunch and learns and that sort of thing. We'll have cancer support groups probably will be held there where they're held in the Cancer Resource Center now. And that's just not just for patients, but that's for caregiver support too. And, of course, the lay Navigator will be right that area. So prosthetics, wigs, that sort of thing, wig fittings will still be available. And it's just going to – it's a nice setup, and we're excited, very excited.
0: And the estimated time – do we have a timeline?
3: So do we know we yet? We should have a physical structure in place by, we're hoping, January of 2023. The final product, I'm guessing, should be in place and open by summer, late summer, early fall of fall, 2000. Fall, yeah
1: fall 2023
3: 2023.
0: and of course we thank all of our donors who have donated graciously to help with that build we couldn't have done that without them
2: very true
3: absolutely we have a very giving community i think that shows with us having this type of comprehensive care program in a community of this size
0: it's going to be amazing it really is yeah
1: something to be proud of
0: all right. Well, we thank you guys for coming and chatting with us today. To find out more about lungograms, visit, as we said, com slash loveyourlungs. We also have a beautiful billboard in Currituck County, if you've seen it. If you've enjoyed this podcast, share it on your social channels. To hear more Outer Banks Health, check out the library at the slash podcast. This is your host, Denise Schnabel. Stay safe.